Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Hey everyone, time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. This show, about the great sport of geocaching. If uh, you're watching on YouTube Live, you can be part of the adventure tonight. Please join us in the chat room. Participate with others as they watch the show. The link to the chat room is on the Geocache Talk front page. If you go down below where the show is, you'll see a link to the chat room. If you're listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so you get all the weekly geocache talk goodness. Big thanks to the Trail Bugs for the music and our featured patrons, Master Sergeant USMC, Little Gears, Albedo 0.39, and he is in the chat room. I saw him. It's only Barney, Purple Turtles 3, ACDC Family, None of It Tidy, we're going to mention none of it, I think, tonight, too. The, the area of Canada, none of it. Josh Boggs, he's there in the chat room as well. Carrot Killer, Coors Gat, and our new patrons, Hoffer15, H2SG2, Bember, the Happy Hodag. I saw him there as well, chat room. Tick Magnet, Sue's Mom, Canterlopes, GSMX2, I think he's with us tonight as well, BKQ. G family. One day I'll just it'll slide right off the tongue. Uh, Dog mom of two, Trexer zero, and hide go seek. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the new blackout coin. If I can show that tonight. Oh my gosh, I've got screens galore tonight. <laughs> screens everywhere. There it is. The new, there you go. The new blackout coin. Nice. Uh, back to the other screen. I'm going to get used to these. I need to get another monitor or something. So, uh, You've got a new toy you're playing with. I do. Take your time. I take my time. Uh, other geocaching items during the year as well as bonus content. Invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as Bison Tube level, which is $3 a month. Well, let me welcome first my co-host, Jesse, from... Where are you, Jesse? I am technically on a lanai in Hawaii. That's what That's the Hawaiian term for my balcony of my hotel room. Perfect. That's I'm all. learning all kinds of Hawaiian <laughs> and butchering it horribly. So well, you know, hey, that's okay. Uh, they, they don't expect me. It's okay. Right. And uh, also joining us tonight is Mr. Cash of the Line himself, Jeff May. Hello. Jeff's not at home either. Where are you, Jeff? <laughs> I am sharing an Airbnb house with all of Team Fart. We've got five of us renting this house for tonight up in the Bruce Peninsula of Ontario. That's awesome. So the Bruce Zero is in the Bruce Peninsula tonight. <laughs> yep. Perfect. All right. Um, well, let's jump right. Just let's jump right into show 155 for June 30th. 
as we discuss Virtuals 2.0 and and the news, of course. So let's talk about some news. Go back up to that part of my screen. Okay. Uh, so Jesse, we're gonna, I can start. Since, uh, gonna, I may or may not have internet all night, right? Yeah, so. we're we're gonna start with you because we want to hear about the the tra- the travelings of of Jesse. So uh, I am drinking my fruity drink Woo-hoo. and enjoying uh, Hawaii right now. This is our big family trip before the oldest, not British, goes off to college. So it's bittersweet. We're all having a lot of fun, but we all realize in about a week when we get back. Uh, the oldest is is shipping out, moving off. Um, she's ready. Everybody's ready except for me. You know, daddy's daddy's a little hesitant, but I know she's gonna she's gonna do great. Um, but so we're here in Hawaii and we're enjoying it. And uh, like we do when we go to a new place all the time, we set a general goal for geocaching, and we did that here too. We uh, we always go for a webcam if it's close by. If there's one we can get to, we go for the oldest. And then we try to hit one of each icon that we can get. And then if we have any extra time, we you know pick up challenges or anything special that locals tell us about uh, when we're in town. And I'm happy to report that we were able to do that here. We got one of each type. Uh, we got the oldest, which was a nice hike. And um, we got to have our event. So we got to meet several people, locals and people actually traveling on vacation. So um, it was great. One of, the, one of the people in attendance, Cash Lee, she even gave us a gift, which is uh, chocolate-covered macadamias, and we are have been wearing those out, so that's been pretty fun. Dude, those things are uh, awesome, man. My, <laughs> they are. My, first trip, my first trip to Hawaii, and Susan and I, we, we got some. We're like, yeah, we'll try these. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. We're going to get more of these things. They're great. <laughs> um, but, uh, so you, and, had, you know, so and you had to- another, sh- another night, we're not talking about virtuals. I'll, I'll talk about some frustrations that came up with webcams and all that other stuff. But yeah. We'll do a traveling show coming up soon. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do that. One thing, sure. I, I, one thing I will say that it, that will come up again, and I, I could fill a whole show with it because I was fascinated. It's right. always neat when you find something new in the game. You know, we've all been in it for a while. Yeah. And uh, we were at this event, and uh, one of the cashiers there, Mental Bill, goes, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, he said, yeah, I'll drive you and we'll go to the get the oldest and we'll hike. We've all found it, but we'll go with you and we'll hike, you know, with you again. They're really super friendly. Right. Um, and he goes, but I want to make a stop on the way. I'm like, OK. He goes, we're going to go hunt for an archive cache. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> I've heard of this people doing it, but I've never really done it before, you know. Right. Um, so I was already in. He goes, but I have to warn you, I have to get my power tools. So then, obviously, I was like, well, I'm in. Yeah, you know, really no now. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So he, he goes on to tell the story that this is a cache that's been missing since 2009, mm-hmm. but it's rumored to still be out there. And it was down a hill. And, I mean, it was a little bit harder to get to. And it's in a little bit dangerous area. There's a homeless encampment nearby and stuff. Oh, my. So people haven't really gone to recover it. Right. Well, it was an ammo can. And this invasive species of tree on yeah. the island that grows pretty quick had grown around it. Wow. So it had grown around the ammo can and uh, where it was like, you know, part of the tree. Yeah. Uh, so he had, had it reported to him of people that didn't want to mess with it as much that uh, that you're going to have to take power tools to cut it out of this tree. And if it was a regular tree, he said he would have left it there because right. you don't want to damage the tree. This tree is not supposed to be here anyway. It's invasive. Right. Um, so we all went down there. We had to go down this hill. And, um, and he was able to cut it out. Get this ammo can out. It was still dry on the inside. Wow. Um, There's an ammo yeah, can and the for you. Log still, the original log was still in there. Swag was still in there. It was rusty. <laughs> right. I mean, it was great. 
That's uh, cool. And it's been missing since 2009. Wow. So uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we talked about how to do this. Well, that's going to be one of my new missions is finding. Arc. And his kind of take on it was, I just want to get the litter out of the, the yeah. pretty area. You know, if it's, it's under a park bench, nobody cares. Somebody sure. will get that. Right. If it's in is the trees, the natural area, Go ahead, you're Jeff. getting trashed. What? I was going to say, is, was the archive listing still uh, locked, or could you log the find on it still? It wasn't locked. So you could technically, you, I mean, you, lock, you can always log it and say, hey, we removed this out and stuff like that. But uh, it was a it was a neat trip, and I want to look more into this. and Because I know in some of our natural areas, people have just left them there that left the game. And that's really given geocaching a bad name if you leave trash out there, right? And right. people look at it and says geocache written on it, and it's left, and there's nobody to contact. So... Yeah. I think I'm going to get into that when I get back and, and check it out and see if I can go recover some of these old ones and get them out of the, the natural area. So, um, but that was a lot of fun. So anyway, I got all the, all the caches that I wanted to get while I was here and uh, all the icon types, the oldest, you know, a couple extras just along the way. And there were some really neat ones. Uh, I hadn't even finished logging anything yet. Uh, hopefully I don't forget them. And uh, <laughs> pretty bad about that, but I've got them saved somewhere. So, so far, great trip. Got to have a lot, a uh, lot of fun, and uh, hopefully my internet will hold up for the rest of the show tonight. So Owen, I'm also, on like hotel Wi-Fi free internet, so this, right. is, this should be great. You, you'll be fine, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Owen, oh, yeah, Owen from KC says, "Don't forget to mail yourself a coconut." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they'll uh, mail them to the man. They they'll, they will. They'll mail them. They have a place that mails them. So, so here's the problem with that. Like when you travel too, and again, we could do a travel show, but uh, my daughter is highly allergic to coconuts oh no well, well to Hawaii and she's obviously brought her EpiPen with her and everything else right. and there's coconut everywhere i mean it's just literally falling out of the trees i mean it's everywhere all over the place <laughs> Poor thing. so she's all nervous all the time and um so far it's been good she hasn't been yeah. accidentally dosed with anything and all the restaurants are pretty conscientious about that around here because it's yeah. a touristy area you know sure uh so, so far so good fingers yeah. crossed well good Good, good. Um, yeah, we're gonna we'll get into virtuals here in a minute. I do want a couple things I do want to mention real quick uh, because uh, this time last week we had um, Brian Roth on, president of Geocaching, and he announced an event, uh, and it was it just pub it was just published last Sunday with within twenty four hours. It went mega in 24 mm-hmm. hours. It went. So GC 88 V six V is now Mingo Mag Mingo madness mega. So the thing went mega already. Uh, and so we're, we're pretty excited to, uh, you know, make your plans to attend the, uh, and celebrate at the Oasis of the Plains, which I still get, <laughs> I still laugh at that. Cause they're, they're, they're definitely, enjoying the fact that they're out in the middle of Western Kansas and they planted some palm trees and they call themselves the oasis on the plains. So anyway, but keep up with that. Uh, Mingo 2020.com. If you want more information on, on that. So, uh, and so let's jump right into virtuals 2.0. Uh, first the rules we want to talk. I, I, um, and this is the thing, um, and I kidded the guys this week because I didn't get one. And you two clowns <laughs> got one. Both of you clowns. 
That's right. That's right. You didn't pay them enough. Apparently you didn't not. Have them. We bought them. Right. But what's interesting is is uh, I I did start the uh, I did start this uh, this particular podcast tonight. Although we might trade off as time goes on, but since I do control the controls, I could just make it look like this all night. There you go. <laughs> it's just me, folks. No, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, so let's get into uh, the rules. We were talking about the rules a little bit before that before we started the show. And I find them kind of interesting. So we're talking about that, and then we want to get into some of the top five or some of the some of the ones we came up with. I don't think there's there's probably more than five or uh, for each of us. Or we got a we got a smattering of of, of virtuals we want to discuss. So um, some of the rules. Um, so let me get down to my rules section here. Virtual caches must be placed in locations where geocaches are allowed to enter. Now, this is interesting because um, something that Jeff, you'd made a comment. We want to. I want to get into that too. But I, I think that you you can place it somewhere where people have to buy a ticket. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about that though, because sometimes there's like national parks where you have to buy like mm-hmm. your vehicle entrance or something, five or ten bucks or something. Right. Um, I think that more applies to like private, uh, privately owned locations where yeah. you've got to pay right. fifty or more dollars. I'm curious about that myself. I'd really like to know how that gets interpreted. But, yeah, um, I think it's reasonable fee. That's probably yeah. what they'll say. That's the wording you'll see. It's reasonable fee. Yeah, makes sense. I mean. You don't want to place it somewhere. Obviously, you don't want to place it somewhere where you, where people have to, you know, can't get to it. Um, obviously, private property or if unless you have permission or you know that kind of thing. Kind of like a standard, kind of like a standard geocache. Um, so there's a note in there. It says in some sensitive areas, the reviewer can ask for permission to ensure the land manager is aware of the virtual cache. So you just can't place it somewhere. Uh, and I've got a couple suggest couple suggestions uh, that I uh, now, go ahead. Now, see, it, they make a point of saying that because there's a bunch of new ones coming out. But isn't that really the rule for all geocaches sure. that a reviewer can ask you about permission if they if they thought it was a sensitive area? Right. So that's really no different than the other ones, even though they don't do it on a regular basis. Yeah, they could ask anytime they want. Like, I'm not sure about this area. You need permission. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like earth caches where you have to show for every earth cache, or at least in Ontario, you have to have explicit permission for every earth cache. Oh, interesting. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's in a, a public area and it, you can easily show it's uh, open to the public area. Oh, okay. Makes well, sense. Well, there's the argument that no area is public area, right? Like it's publicly accessible, yeah. but it's owned by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... Like the... the um, Go ahead. I have one earth catch that's a five difficulty one terrain and I tried to keep like it's literally at a city park and it's on the sidewalk. It's posted on the sidewalk, but I still had to get permission from the park from the city to put it there. Right. Like it's as public as it could get. It's a one terrain on a sidewalk. Like it's a five difficulty, there's a lot of work, but it's I still had to get permission. So right. I, it might be more regional in that aspect. Right, I got you. Somebody in the chat room brought this up. They said there's a virtual in Disney World. That's an expensive virtual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dire Wolf eight twenty one says no virtuals in Disney World. Then, yeah. but there is actually one in Disney World. There is right. There was anyway. I don't know if there still is, but yeah, 
I don't know if that's considered reasonable anymore. I think back in the day it was, but yeah, yeah, he's right. That's that's that that there are oh, three. There are three. Yeah, but again, right? Is it really reasonable? I don't know if it's just really reasonable. So, uh, well, you know, it is reasonable. The fact that we have to realize <laughs> we cannot get them all. It's right. just not going to happen. Right. Although <laughs> I want to go. We cannot get them all. We want to get those because uh, Slinky Mom and I we love going to we love going to Disney World even without kids. I know that's weird, but cool. yeah. sign my name to that virtual. Yeah. Oh right. I'll put, I'll put your name on it. Yeah. Right. Uh, this one we kind of already knew. Virtual caches have no proximity restrictions, which I thought that was. It's good to know. A lot of people don't yeah. maybe don't realize that that you know. And if you see it on a map, too, I think we've all seen this, where we'll see, like, a, a traditional or something, and then you'll see right next to it. It'll be a virtual, so, which is fine. No, right. no proximity. Well, even sometimes Go ahead. There, there could even be, like, a traditional and a multi posted right next to it. But the multi-stage one is a yes. virtual. It's not an actual physical object that the owner put there. Yeah. Well, I've done that, too. I'll, I, I have... Uh, well, even stages within a multi, right? Yeah. Right. You could do stages with multi that are virtual and there's no proximity issues because there's nothing to have proximity to. Right. Yeah. Unless you place something there. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. The proximity wouldn't apply to nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there is no really proximity. Like there's nothing there. Yeah. And, that clause really only applies to the fact that something physical is has been placed by right. the owner in the real world. Yeah. So virtual, I mean, unless there's uh, um, uh, density concerns, like how many are clumped together. Otherwise, there's yeah. really no reason to have a proximity on a virtual. Right. Which, and they don't. Virtual caches have no proximity. Right. Um, the cashier must have visited the location and, uh, and any additional waypoints in the previous two months. What do you all think of that? It's to stop somebody from just going, okay, I want to yeah. put one in North Korea. Right. No, really, I was there. Maybe. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. It's also an area off limits, right? You can't. There's certain places you can't. Yeah. I guess that kind of also makes sure that the owner knows what the area is like recently. Like a lot of stuff might have changed. I mean, you could also make the argument that they could just look it up or ask somebody. So I don't know. It, it, I guess it makes sure that people are active and, you know, tracking their own locations. Yep. Uh, Scott was asking about are they are the are the new or newer old virtuals. I think, Scott, from what I could tell, the, the rules are the same to what you guys got. And you guys can speak to it because I didn't get the email. You guys got the email. But from what I can tell, the rules are the same rules, I think, that have been around since the beginning. They just sort of reiterated the the rules to you guys. Right. So. They're just writing the rules again. I, I don't think they've really changed much. Yeah. I'm wondering if there might have been some change to um, the allowances for tasks. Oh, I yeah. The original are, but otherwise, yeah, placement, I don't think there's any change. Yeah, let me... Uh... Right. It, I mean, the vir other virtuals that were out is before I was in geocaching. So I never saw the rules for placing the original ones because I wasn't in geocaching at that time. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, let me do that. It'd be easier now. Instead of putting in the... Uh, let me do a tab for that. And let me, sh let's, let me show that screen. Somebody's probably got access to the Wayback Machine and to do a comparison of the old and the new. There you go. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to full screen a little bit. So um, so the, the top one in the, the show notes about right here, questions questions that can only be answered by visiting the location, 
tasks for the finder to fulfill the location. For example, find five statues on the buildings around you and post a picture of the tallest one with your log. Photos of the geocacher at the location are all acceptable. A face cannot be required for the photo. I think that's something, Jesse, you talked about before. Um, yeah, that's we – under, we all understand why that is with yeah. today's security issues. Right. And yeah. then uh, photos of a personal item at the location examples include a trackable or piece of paper with the geocacher's username. I think you said, too, Jesse, that um, – you 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 saw you had one where you, you did a virtual where mm -hmm. yesterday they were so tell people about what the requirements were for that one and it was pretty interesting i, I kind of liked it too so uh, it didn't have to be like your own geocoin or personal swag or whatever mm -hmm. but it was something to show a picture that you uh put something on the statue right like we used uh christie's sunglasses right and set it in a certain place what they were doing was kind of protecting against the fact that you were there four months ago and took a family photo and were like, Oh yeah, we were here today. You know, it's, it's forget that snow on the ground. It really wasn't four months ago. Um, I think that they wanted it to be an original picture, which I think that's a neat way to do it. Right. Other than what are you going to hold up? Like the, you know, the uh, newspaper or something. So it's kind of neat to have a, an original object like that. Just to ensure it's not like a 10 year old photo. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, all right, let's get into some suggestions. Um, so now, Jesse, you haven't placed yours yet, right? You're still contemplating. Is that correct? No, but my page is built. Okay. Actually, I'm not contemplating. My page is built. I'm not going to say a word about what it is okay. tonight because I'm not giving somebody else the idea. That's okay. But I was excited about it before we even got awarded one. Right. I was like, please, please, I have a great idea. <laughs> I hope I get one. And I got one. So. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. I'm not going to let it slip. So that's okay. So I'm not going to let it slip. Now, Jeff, you've <laughs> actually placed yours, but have you checked today to see if it hasn't been reviewed and published yet? Or it's not in the publishing yet. I've been doing some other stuff over the weekend. So okay, it's this close to being published. So you're close. But, okay. Yeah. So both of you guys. Got same thing. I don't want to give it away, but I'm hoping that right. it will be somewhat unique. Um, I wasn't. I, I was kind of waffling about a few different things, places to put one. And then uh, another local geocacher had an idea, and so he kind of shared that with me. So we're kind of working back and forth to get a, a decent idea. So hopefully it'll go through. A lot of these rules have come up in exchanges with reviewers, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, uh, okay. You should always be pushing the limit and talking to your reviewer, right? <laughs> yeah, just don't get Why would you not be pushing the limit? You're not doing something original enough. Just be nice when you do it. Right. There you go. Hey, I want to do this. No, you can't do I'm in, that. I'm okay, in one thanks. of those right now. I'm, right. In, I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm in one of them right now. And my reviewer goes, this is exciting. I've talked to all my other reviewer friends, and we want you to submit this. Right. I'm going to reject it, and we're going to put it with you. We're going to go to an appeal so we can set a new rule. He goes, we really, we really want to Perfect. find out what's going to happen with this. Like, yes. Jesse's always the one that uh, it, it reminds me of the, of the person who's like, ooh, um, let's do that operation, but let's do it in the operation theater where everybody can watch to see what the – see That's if, right. Let's see if we can actually pull the nail out of the guy's head, and let's get everybody to watch this, you know, because – so Jesse, yeah, Jesse's Jesse's cash submissions are always the kind that go into the cash theater. Everybody wants to watch them be in the cash theater. So, all right, let's let's. And we're uh, not putting anything new out if we do the same old thing. Exactly. So, you know, come on. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. 
All right, so let me go. Let me uh, let's go through. Um, let's go through a couple. Uh, I'm gonna go through uh, a couple of Jeffs. And Jeff, as much as you can, my friend, if you can be uh, a little louder, We're, you're kind of a little low on volume down there. I shall try. So, so try your best, my friend. All right, tell us about this one because I'm lost. What is 127 hours somewhere in Blue John Canyon? <laughs> And you gave me this is in Utah somewhere. So tell us the story about this potential virtual. 127. You haven't heard of 127 hours? No, I haven't. Oh, is it's that the person? Book. Is that the person who had to have their they cut their arm off with a pocket knife? Oh, Spoiler, okay. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, so, okay. So you want to place a virtual there? I think it, like well, oh, filming location. It's the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, like the place that uh, that it happened. It's it it is there. I think they filmed on location where it happened. Oh, um, there were a couple other places that they had to, uh, like the another virtual that you might mention was um, the location that they filmed. Uh, another place that was that where it happened, but in a different location anyway. But um, yeah, this one that the Blue John Canyon. I I'm not sure exactly where it happened along the canyon. I was looking up looking it up, and the coordinates are for like the center of the Blue John Canyon. Right. So somewhere along there is the actual uh, slot canyon where he fell in and got his arm caught. I thought it'd be kind of a, an interesting virtual, but maybe a high terrain or something. Be careful. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Owen. <laughs> Owen is as crazy as you you people. Move a limb for proof. <laughs> Let's not do that. But it's okay? a good story of, of overcoming it. could be rated high enough for that. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. All right. All right. I'll let you do. Okay. So the, the all right, next one. You got to explain this one. It, it can't be true. There's a, this is the largest inland, uh, largest island on a lake, on an island, on a lake, on an island. <laughs> yeah. So Victoria Island in Nunavut is like a, a really, really large island. Okay. Inside there, there's a lake. Right. Inside there, there's another island. Inside there is a little lake. With a tiny little island right in the middle. Oh my gosh! Seriously, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And it's it's unnamed, so I think they only just called it um, like a sub sub island or whatever it is. Right. Um, so it's it's an unnamed area of none of it. But I think that would be pretty sweet if somebody actually made it there and was able to log that virtual. Oh, absolutely. That's a neat idea. Because you have to be there within two months. Yeah. You've yeah. been there. You've got to remember that. So you yeah. actually have to go there. It's, well, whoever's going to do it. This is suggestions for other people tonight. So, <laughs> Right. But you have I, a year to do it. So you, you can do. get there. That's true. Your idea. That's true. Yep. Uh, this one's interesting. Eagle Canyon Suspension Bridge. So tell us about this one. So that one kind of falls under the uh, issue we were talking about before. Because it's another one of those seasonal areas. It's privately owned. Uh, canyon they've got um, a little trail system and i think they've got some climbing um like some ropes courses and stuff okay but uh, you do have to pay to enter and it's from basically spring to fall so it's not open in the winter and plus it's like northern ontario so it's going to be really snowy and really wintry but um it's the longest suspension bridge and if you look at the photos of it it cool. just looks phenomenal yeah and to actually get a virtual from standing in the middle of the bridge i think would be a really awesome virtual if it was allowable right that's cool. I like that idea. Um, all right. Your next one here is peak at Mount Kristinartindar, Iceland. <laughs> Ironically, that's an Icelandic word, but it's pretty much phonetic. Kristinartindar. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, that one again is not two months, uh, but that was one of the caches that I went to when I visited Iceland at the top of a relatively decent, kind of a novice, lower level mountain, but still pretty extreme hike. Right. And uh, um, it's just, they have um, a, a radio station, I think it is at the top, with a little bit of a, a guest book, like a container with a thing. It was frozen when I got there. But um, to be just take a picture next to that uh, relay station, that's what it was, um, that would be a great virtual because it's an awesome hike. It's, it's really cool. You get up there, you can see all the way flat straight down to where you started. Um, and you're just looking out onto the ocean and then you've got all the, all the other mountains all the way around you. Right. And um, the glacier to, to one side and, and the, the tallest, now the tallest waterfall in Iceland off to one side as well. It's just an awesome location. And I think that would be a great place for it. That is cool. I like that. And then uh, this one's kind of interesting, um, and this brings up a question I'm going to ask her in a minute, but tell us about the Imperial Lighthouse Series 5 off the shores of Ontario, Lake Huron, and Georgian Bay. Yeah, so a long, long time ago, there was, um, like when Ontario Brown was getting first uh, populated, mm -hmm. um, they built, obviously, lighthouses around the Bruce Peninsula, which is next to the Georgian Bay to the north and Lake Huron to the west. Right. And um, so they've got these five imperial lighthouses, really old, and they're still, I think they're all active. Okay. Um, four of five are out on islands, and there's one that's still uh, accessible, like right next to a road. So it's kind of a touristy kind of attraction. Sure. Um, these ones, <laughs> when the original geocaching challenges were out, um, I actually wanted to make a series of these to go and visit and take a picture of yourself with the lighthouse in the background. Sure. Um, which would obviously be a lot harder. It was kind of inspired because I had uh, gone with a friend on a sailboat, gone around one of the islands on the Georgian Bay, and we visited the lighthouse, and it was right. back there. So I got a picture. It's like, oh, it would be a cool idea. Yeah. So I thought uh, it would be neat to have a virtual to visit those five lighthouses and get a picture. It would be, be a five terrain because you'd have to use a boat. Sure. But, um, then the other nice thing I like about virtuals is that you can add a whole bunch of information, so it can be educational, uh, informational, entertaining, all that kind of stuff. Even though the task is relatively simple, so I thought that'd be a, a pretty cool educational one too. Right. Um, so, what do you guys think of having additional rules um, like for ALRs, login requirements, or? Yeah, d different rules. What do you think of that idea? To, well, to have, like in this case, he has he wanted to do uh, a series of five of them. What do you guys think of a virtual that's just, I mean, there are virtuals you, you literally, well, there's one that Susan and I got uh, in Houston. You literally don't have to stop. You just drive, and they go, when you get to the virtual, look to the right, and you can answer the question because – there it's just it's right there and so it's like now that's a true drive-by virtual because there's nowhere yeah. to stop there's a little lake to the side and there's something in the middle of the lake and that's the answer to the virtual so that's that's about as simple as it comes now then there's the extreme vir virtuals and this is kind of obviously this is in between uh somewhere on the somewhere in the scale between all that there's what Jeff's talking about, which is you can't just go to one of the one of these. You got to go to all five of them to claim the virtual. So, what do you guys think about 
that idea of having multiple to making the making the virtual harder is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I mean, so here, here's what I would say with that, uh, especially now, like in the past, it's different, right? Because they could do a lot of virtuals, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you're probably only going to get one. No matter how long you stay in geocaching, you may not get another one. This may be the only one you ever get. They may not keep doing this promotion, right? So do you want yours to be a drive-by? You may. You may want to put a super easy one out there. But um, I, I like the idea of having more than one stop because it makes it neat. I, of course, I like the extreme stuff anyway, um, whether that's hike more than one mountain or whatever. You know, not everybody has to do it. Uh, what I would say is a bad idea is doing something like, on stage two, go find my other cache. It's got a code in it. Oh, yeah. I don't think that would if that, if that one goes away, then your virtual is gone. Yeah. Or maybe you could change it. They'd let you change it significantly. Who knows? But why, I wouldn't make it dependent on something that could go away like that. Right. They would probably let you change it, but you'd never know, right? So mm-hmm. I would do something that's going to be pretty permanent or that could be adjusted. But, you know, the highest quality you could possibly put out is what you should or this is going to be your only one. You only get one. You know, we've had that discussion before. Yeah. If you only got five geocaches, people right. probably wouldn't be throwing pill bottles under bushes, right? They would be, they'd be put out the best right. cache they could. So that situation, you might only get one. So make it as good as you possibly can. Right. I like yeah. it. I like Ashton's suggestion. Someone can find the first ever lamppost was built. You can have the first ever LPC. So, and that's kind of, well, a I'll fun. take your um, multi-stage <laughs> virtual and I'll raise you. 25 stages oh no seriously oh <laughs> no way there was one cash there was one virtual a new one that was published in ottawa that got a whole lot of attention right away uh it's a 25 stage virtual that takes you across the entire uh king's highway i think it's highway 17 right the west end of um, ontario all the way to the east end just past ottawa sure and you have to visit i think it was 20 at least 20 stages of the 25 that are there and take a picture oh my at gosh. that location and not many people have done it it is a huge road trip but there's your example of a, of a multi-stage virtual yeah. right that well, is wild well and owen for casey brings up a good good thing and jesse you could really speak to this and that, uh, being the, the challenge guru but uh, a lot of people like to find like every like fill a fizzy grid with virtuals and so sometimes you gotta do a rare dt like a four and a half one or something some of them are five one is not the most most rare four and a half depends on what type you're talking about it does but you know what i'm saying yeah. there's some that are like the last one you were found or well not last one but the last one to fill your fizzy grid and the same with a lot of people the last one they find for a fizzy grid is not necessarily five five a lot of times it's the one and a half, four and a half, or some kind of crazy yeah. half half yeah. number kind of thing. Well, I'll tell you, the one that I'm working on is I am trying to aim it for one of the rare DTs. So when it when it's ready and it goes, if it goes the way that I'd like it to go, then I'll definitely be sharing. And hopefully it'll be viewed a bunch. <laughs> Good. Good. There you go. No, right. I love it. There's a, actually a challenge here in Colorado. Well, not here. Yeah. I'm not in Colorado, but, <laughs> Back home. Uh, in my home state of Colorado, that's a virtual matrix challenge. So that challenge was to find one of every one in Colorado that filled a different DT matri- uh, part of the matrix. Right. But it wasn't complete. Yeah. But um, as long as people put them out and don't just fudge it for the matrix, uh, I would be all over that having a complete matrix. That would be something I'd travel the world for. That'd right. be great. Yeah, and it is. There's, there's, um, 
there there's no DT that doesn't exist anywhere in the world for virtuals, but there's a bunch of one-time DT virtuals. Oh, and okay. a lot of them right. are not in North America. Right, it'll take a little travel to get to them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, couple, we'll get to a couple of different versions of them. This one kind of falls into your uh, what you've been doing, Jeff. This one, Scarabre is a it's a ruins of Neolithic settlement in, in Scotland. Yeah. And someplace I'd love to go, uh, I've been to Scotland, but I want to go to this location. This kind of fits uh, a pattern, and we can't go through, obviously, every place tonight. But these are the kind of places that I think every one of them should have, in my opinion, everyone should have a virtual. Because um, they're just cool places in the world that we should go to. You know, sort of seven wonders of the world, although a lot of them are, are most of those are gone. But, you know, pyramids are still around. But you get the idea. The idea is that there's these these natural, or maybe not necessarily natural, but these historical or geological places. <laughs> Jesse's shaking his head, but these are places that are worth visiting. Um, I'll tell you, um, Gary, right now. Yep. That I will totally be on board with that if I don't get this one because uh, Scarabray is one of my targets locations that i'm going to visit when i go to scotland oh sweet I really want to see that location. i do too me too but then on sort of the a different end of the spectrum you've got places like this in dragoon arizona is the thing <laughs> what is the thing so susan and i we drove out to we actually moved to california for a little while uh this is many years ago and on i-10 as you're driving, and you, there's places like this, roadside attractions all over probably mm-hmm. probably the world, but in the U.S., and they get these giant billboards for the thing. What is, you know, they go, come see the thing, and we're driving, and we see another one, and I turn to Susan, I go, the thing? And she's like, just keep driving. So we, we never stopped. We always drove by it. You didn't stop for the thing? No, we didn't stop for the thing. No. That wouldn't happen. No, you'd stop anyway, right? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I was. I felt like I was going to be pretty disappointed with the thing. But anyway, we got a big kick out of it. But, there, but there's a lot of those uh, that I think I would stop at. Um, the, the largest ball of twine or the mm-hmm. – uh, uh, there's some cool ones. And, and Joshua, uh, geocaching vlogger, has done several uh, vlogs. I don't know. D- d- Jeff, you probably did some vlogs from those crazy uh, roadside attractions, or they're fun. I mean, they are. I'm, I'm... Yeah, they, they can be fun. Um, it really depends on. I haven't uh, been too many that have already been vlogged. Right. Um, True. There's been a couple, but yeah, for the most part, I like to get out to the more natural type of adventure. I agree. Because, uh, if they're really cool locations, like they're really fun or really attractive, then right. Yeah. Now this is different. This is one that uh, I actually. Uh, uh, I'm surprised. I looked it up online, uh, and there isn't one there. If y'all have ever heard of House on the Rock, uh, you can go to thehouseontherock.com. It's in Wisconsin, and um, it, it's a fascinating location to stop at. Um, it, it's um, it's got that. It's got a. a, a what they call it. It's like the um, virtual or not virtual. It's the uh, cliff 
where you can walk out on it. And it's clear, so you can look down. So it's kind of a uh, if you're hopefully not afraid of heights because you're you're out basically, and there's nothing below you except for the glass, you know, or, you know, and cement that's behind below. You know, but they make it so that you can. It looks like you're floating in air. So, but it's a cool place. It's got a lot of cool little kitschy things that you can see there. And as far as I can tell, there's no virtual there. So I think there should be a virtual there. Um, here's another one that um, I found interesting. And Jesse says there's actually a possibility of this, but it's called Bishop Castle. It's in Rye, Colorado. Uh, you can check it out, bishopcastle.org. But Basically, somebody built a bishop, built a castle, and uh, it really co- looks cool. You can visit it. Um, far as I could tell, there's no virtual there. I, I tried to look up some of these best I could, uh, and um, these don't have virtuals, and I think they probably should because they're they're kind of cool spots to go to attraction wise. So, and got another one. This one is uh, fascinating. Oh, by the way. There's a website called Atlas Atlas Obscura. If you're not familiar with it, mm-hmm. a- Atlas Obscura. Awesome. Um, they also have Atlas Obscura gastronomy version, and that's where I got this one. <laughs> this comp- this company's coming back. It's in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and it's a pie company. It's been out of business for a while, and they're actually bringing it back. But it's the Frisbee Pie Company. Spelled differently than what Whammo came up with, it actually is spelled B I E. Like it, like it is correct. Uh, the frisbee, by the way, is not spelled that way. It has E's instead of I E. Um, so, but that's where they got the idea for the frisbee. And there's, back to the future, right? And there's no, uh, there's no, <laughs> there's no virtual there, but there should be, right? The frisbee. You would think so, <laughs> right? Right. Um, all right. So they yeah, were, take a frisbee, take a shot, a picture of yourself with a Absolutely. All right. Then we have some some general categories that we're going to discuss. Um, and Jesse came up with some great uh, discussion points. They're more general, but I like it because there's um, some different ideas in here. So um, well, the reason for that is I started locating different ideas for virtuals, and my list got really long. Right. So, uh, so I had to break them down into categories after that because it just, we wouldn't have a, I'd have to do my own show for it. Uh, and, uh, there's so many really, really good places out there for virtuals that right. th- there's no reason to do one like at your local park and say, this is my favorite tree. There's no reason for that. Right. There, there definitely is just, there's more neat places out there than there are virtuals that are handed out. So, yeah. um, Scott brings up a good point. Um, he says, would it be better to just put a traditional or something other than a virtual at these locations? And uh, I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all comment. So on that depends. Yeah. I, I think um, that that can be good, but at the same time, I think there's a lot more people these days who aren't looking at descriptions. They're just seeing a cache and going and finding it. And the thing with a virtual is that there's a lot more opportunity to, um, to explain and to, uh, inform because mm-hmm. you've got to do that in order to know what the task is. Whereas a traditional, you, you could just look at the icon. Oh, I'm going to go there, find it, log it, and then pay no more attention to it. Sure. That would be a downfall. Right. But yeah, I think virtuals are better placed where a physical container wouldn't go or right. can't go. Go ahead, Jesse. Right. 
So, and I was kind of thinking about that with mine, but uh, so luckily when I was flying through uh, on the way here, we had a layover in San Francisco. Right. So we got to go watch the Rockets play in San Francisco. And there was a virtual right there at the stadium, which is great. But there's not one at every stadium. And that got me thinking, why would you not have a virtual at every major league stadium for baseball, for football, for things like that where security is super tight and you would not want to put a traditional there because it's mm-hmm. going to look like a bomb or whatever else. But a virtual where you go and you take the picture in front of the, you know, whatever their sign is right there. Right. Um, and tons of people go to these events. Now, baseball here or this week in London. Baseball was in London this That's week. True. But, yeah, uh, it was. It was. You know, a soccer stadium or whatever the major sport is. Now, not Little Billy's, you know, Little <laughs> little League baseball game at the park. Yeah. Where he hit his first home run. Don't do it there. No. But a major league, like, state-sponsored or, or you know, national-level uh, baseball team right. uh, or, you know, sports team. That's a great place for it because you can go. You can go to an event that's not geocaching related, and you can still get a virtual without having a pen, signing a log, looking suspicious. Everybody's taking pictures there and reading signs. So that's a normal place to have them. And I think that there was too many. Obviously, I wasn't going to list out all those, right? Sure. No, you're fine. Look it up really quickly and see which ones have uh, virtuals, which ones don't. Your favorite team, right? But uh, you know, you could. That's tons of those out there. Yeah. Yeah, I I could see um, someone arguing that. You know, there's waymarking for that because <laughs> uh, because there's so many That's stadiums true. that you know is it really that unique or or could we just make it a waymarking category and you can get that get it that way? Yeah, I would respond to that by saying who waymarks. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that waymark, Jesse. Come on now. There are, but more people find virtuals than do waymarks. I'm yeah. just gonna throw that out there. That's true. Uh, well, I'm not doing a waymark, so I am gonna do a virtual. So uh, you know, for a city. That's pretty. That's a pretty unique item in that city. Are there multiple ones? Yeah, of course there are. But there's also multiple caches everywhere. So right. that's a pretty big place for people to go and do things like that. And not where you really – I wouldn't want a traditional at, like, Coors Field where the Rockies play because it could look suspicious. Right. Uh, so you got to think of security nowadays. I was just thinking maybe you could do, like, one of those multi, multi-stage virtuals and – um, make it so that, like an epic one, where you've got to visit, I don't know, maybe all the stadiums where somebody has won the entire the, the sport finals. Or something like oh that. my so gosh! There's like, there's like a theme to it, and you've got to visit all of those stadiums around the United so States. So somebody then has to go visit all those in in two months. <laughs> two months. <laughs> oh, that's true. To, to be able to publish it. Last two months. So good luck with that one. Yeah. But uh, uh, I would love that. That would be great. Uh, that, that, that I don't know if they would even approve true. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Craig brings it up. But anyway, so those are places that you go that Mm. it's probably better to have a virtual than a traditional, whatever that major sport is, because security is so tight nowadays, right? Right. Uh, And you can still geocache while you're there because you can't stick anything under an LPC when they're scanning with bomb dogs and everything else. (laughs) You have to be that guy. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Uh, The second one I thought about was the same type of thing, right? Like uh, mm. memorials. So I'm right here by Pearl Harbor. Right. There's a new virtual that just came out here. Uh, it's a great one. It's it's made by one of the locals who was at the event, and they wanted to have one there so you could do and take your pictures and not be sneaking around under bushes and stuff like that and still be respectful for, for what you're actually there for. Right. Um, so I started looking at that category, and there's just so many. There's just so many memorials and, mm-hmm. you know, museums for fallen, fallen officers or first responders or whatever. Right. Do what? 
<laughs> there probably is already a waymarking category for those. <laughs> well, there sure. probably is. But we're talking um, about geocaching. No, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a there's a waymarking category for everything. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's five at one statue in my city. Yeah. Right. Five waymarks at the same statue. So yeah. there's that. What um, I might suggest then is, is if somebody does memorials, then uh, they, I mean, yeah, they're everywhere. There's tons of them. I might suggest like finding ones that are important to you, like relevant in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just like, oh, there's a memorial. Let's put a virtual there. Be like, this, this is why this one. Well, I mean, you can't have an agenda, but you can explain why this one is important to you or something, why it's relevant. Absolutely. Significant historical event. And mm-hmm. well, I think uh, HQ has done a great job of only giving us one. So it stops that waymarking thing where you can do unlimited out there. Yeah. Uh, I would assume if somebody only gets one, they're not just going to slap it at the closest memorial. They're going to do something that means something to them. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah. you know, with some common sense, you'd put something that matters. But uh, and then the other one was, and Gary kind of touched on this too, the roadside attractions. The oh, roadside. Tra- I started looking at these, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I'm one of those people that has to pull off at every one of those. There are a billion <laughs> I of those, love it. but they're fun. And when I'm driving through an area, I search generally for virtuals or, or caches on Cashly. I'm looking sure, through. And that's how I found so many of these, like Cadillac Ranch and mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, yeah. um, I actually pulled up one that I'll put in the notes on Thrill List. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, some people hate these things, but I find them fascinating. And I've had people tell me that's that's dumb. I wouldn't stop for that. But things like the world's largest brick. Come on. Right. That's one. Come I'm on. pulling up. Got to it right off the interstate. Um, so the list that I found, I found a great list, and it's one for every state. Oh, it's cool. in the United States. So yeah. International listeners pull up a different list, but uh, world's largest Santa, right? And the people on that list. Uh, there was some other ones that were great, though. Uh, there was another castle in Colorado. Apparently, we like castles in Colorado. Do, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there are neat. They're very uh, world's largest chicken. Right. That's interesting. I don't know why, but anything that says world's largest, like ball of twine. Right. There's even a Jimmy. I found a Jimmy Carter peanut statue in Georgia. Oh, perfect. Like, who comes up with that kind of stuff? Perfect. But it's like this huge statue with a big smile on it, and it's right. a peanut. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> right. It could just um, be like the, the Guinness World Records book and look for the largest anything and then see if there's largest. Yeah. See, there's oh, large yeah. It's weird things. So Good there's idea. one here that I wasn't able to find. I was really hoping for this show. That I was going to be able to find it before the show started. Right. It's Hawaii's on that list, and it's the world's most scenic urinal. Oh, and you didn't find it? <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm there. If I can get there, I'm going to go. But I hadn't been able to find out where it actually is, so uh, it's not in the area where I am. So I, I can't hop islands while I'm here. Chat but, uh, on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, you know, there's uh, it's just stuff like that to me is hilarious. And, you know, if you can't take somebody to the top of a mountain, take them somewhere where it's going to make them laugh. Right. And, exactly. you know, like that's how I found Mingo. I've said it many times before. It was like world's largest groundhog. I'd even, you know, yeah, I'm immediately jumping off the interstate. Now, that one was kind of a scam, but whatever. You know, right. <laughs> right. I, just, I had to go see it, you know, like, you know, three headed goat. Well, I'm pulling off. There's no doubt. I'm pulling off the interstate. <laughs> exactly. But uh, things like that, I just those are great when you're driving down uh, the interstate, if you're doing a long road trip. Uh, it's it's fun to be able to uh, stop, get out, stretch your legs, and see the world's largest peanut. I mean, right. some of that stuff is funny. So um, that category, uh, I started Googling it, and there's tons of lists. 
And most of the ones, 99% of the ones that I looked up and I mm -hmm. searched the whole area on Google Maps and then went over to uh, geocaching.com, right. they didn't have virtuals in most of these. Right. Oh, That's my cool. gosh. If I had one of those close like that, I would definitely be doing it. Um, yeah. Now, my next one is kind of controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, hang on. Uh, let, me get, let me get there. I know you're strong for that. That yeah. one? Uh, airports. So uh, I wish there was a virtual in every airport where you didn't have to leave security. Because I've almost missed planes. I've done all kinds of stuff when I'm flying through an area and you have a layover of like 30 minutes. And you're like, no, Christy, <laughs> right. I swear I can run outside and no, get it. No, you can't. She's like, no, you Watch can't. Watch uh, <laughs> one of those. You can't get out there. Um, and if you're one of those people that's searching for favorite yeah. points for your cache, you want something that people really like. There is an Earth cache, Earth. an Earth cache. Let me repeat that: an Earth cache yep. in DIA that's almost become one of the most favorited caches in the whole state. Because so many people come to DIA and they're like, "A cache in the airport," because you can't yep. get out of there in time. It's it's huge. They get a cache in the airport, never have to leave security, and uh, people are very grateful for that. So, you know, it gets it takes special permission to get those, but you can do it. They have them in some of them. I wish there was one in every single airport. So as you're flying through, woohoo, I got another state, mm -hmm. I got another yeah. country, and I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people may not like that, right? But eh, I'd be happy for I'd be very grateful. These are the same people that say they won't get <laughs> yeah. an LPC, and yes, they will. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like that might take a little bit of convincing HQ because they might, uh, they might feel like we don't want people to place caches just because. And it's like, if you just right. want to have one in an airport, that's not going to be a good enough reason. Like, they might want to make sure that, okay, why are you putting it in this airport? Is there something special you can draw attention to? That sort of Yeah. Thing? So, and I would uh, say that that is true, except they don't stop power trails. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. those are just because, 100%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's unique in this area? Well, there's 999 other caches on this road, so that's what's exactly. unique about it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I would hope, again, like with any of these suggestions, that people would do something unique and make it still good, even though the location is they're doing it for a certain reason, like people can get to it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, still make something unique. Almost every, I know DIA, if you research your own airport in your own area, DIA has a huge controversial history, and there's like a whole story about Freemasons oh, yeah. hiding tunnels under there, and it's a big controversy. And every airport has some story to it, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I would assume there's some story. Or has murals about the city where you can get information. They almost all have some kind of display in there that's actually interesting yeah. related to that DIA, area. DIA, by so, the way, for people you know. they are playing along at home, is Denver International Airport, for those that don't know. But I know what you meant. DIA, well, yeah, that, well, and, yeah and that's Denver, that Denver, Colorado, for all of our international people listening that we're talking. That's right. And Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. We need, a, we, need a, uh, we need a virtual there. Uh, we can't let the Earth Cache be the most favorited cache in Colorado. That <laughs> should be a where I go. Really, we need to all come there and do a where I go. Uh, yeah, Scott mentions about. It really, it really yeah, should be. He's got one LAX. Uh, it should all uh, be though. ORD for people that are playing along at home. Also, that's Chicago, uh, Midway Airport, and the Earth Cache in Denver. Um, O'Hare. Uh, Sherry also mentioned that there's a virtual O'Hare, and it's inside security, so you can get it. You know. So that's that's very cool, um, Josh. Bob. Yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. talking about major airports, right? So, like international, not like the crop dusting right. airport behind the farmers thing. You know, 
I, I would probably pick bigger airports, but it's an interesting that's a question that choice, Josh brings up: is which U.S. which which U.S. state or Canadian province has the most virtuals? Um, well, you know what? Let's let's throw that to the chat room because well, I know we have a lot of pro yeah. Project well, GC Killer users can in there. Probably help find us. that out. Uh, Adam quick. found there's yeah. over 350 in Texas, so that's quite a few. Um, yeah, that's exactly. barely more than one per that's county. Uh, Derek wow. brings up the DC probably has the most virtuals. <laughs> as far as per land space, he's absolutely correct because you can't put any there really. So there is going to be a lot of virtuals. Um, right. My land so, space Ontario was definitely down on the list. <laughs> oh, well, good yeah. Thing. Oh, that'd be cool uh, to get every virtual in Texas, and you can make a then you can make a challenge, right, Jesse? You got to be able to have done it now maybe yeah, you could you gotta, maybe you have to so maybe many states have them but you got to show that it's reasonable attainable and that people would be interested in it right so you got to show that five or ten people in your area have already done it right. so not just one person has well we'll try to uh, mama loves virtuals so maybe we'll try to get once we finish all the counties We'll go around and get all the virtuals, uh, and so uh, Lady Black Cat and Carrot Killer will will help you guys out. We'll be will be your test. Uh, you can use us as your test case. Say, well, they did it, so and we did it. <laughs> go ahead. One of the things you can do is, yeah, and with challenges, one of the things you can do is if you're like this close to finding enough people who qualify, you could if you've done enough research, you could go to those people and say, hey, can you uh, go in and find these caches? And then once you've got enough, now you can. Right, right. That's right. Um, so my last category is less okay. of a category, more of a challenge, I guess. Um, you have a year. Go to a country that oh, does not have cool. one. If you're anywhere near a country that does not have one or an area that does mm -hmm. not have maybe even a cache. Jump over the border because there are countries out there that just don't have caches in them. That are not like North right. Korea, where you're not allowed to come in. But there are some countries, definitely in Africa. We have people from all over sure. the world, so that's why I wanted to add this one in there. If you have an area that, or a whole region that has no caches, maybe right. that virtual will get people started in the area. So you might be able to spread and start really a trend in a whole county, right. state, region, or country uh, if you can get there right. legally. Oh, absolutely. So do, do not... Sneak across any borders. Do not break any international laws. Right. And get Gary and I subpoenaed. No. We do not want to go no. to the whole court. Uh, don't do any of that because if so, blame it on Gary. But right. uh, <laughs> officer, uh, think of a new area and really research it. The, the data is out there, right? The statistics are out there. There are places that have Ooh. virtually no virtually. caches or, or no caches at all. <laughs> there. Um and really explore mm -hmm. brand new areas. There's, you know, uh, spread geocaching everywhere you can. I know that was one of HQ's right. big goals with this when we talked with them was they want to spread these out more. Uh, they didn't want them all to yeah. go to the U.S. You know, they wanted to spread them out and not all to Germany. They want to spread them out across the world. So if you're one of those travelers, which there's a lot of those out there that people just crazy traveling, uh, go out there and do it. Put it out there. Put, you know, try to yeah, explore a new space. You, You've got 12 months. Make that big goal and your big contribution to geocaching. Yeah, in your, I was going to ask you. I think career. you mentioned too before. Uh, that's good to know. Um, is um, the time? So you've got a year. Um, whatever you do, you got it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have one, 
and you don't put one out, I may come egg your house because the rest of us who really wanted one <laughs> didn't get one. And other people who got one are like, eh, whatever. I don't want to deal with it. Wait, I think they did a lot better, a much better job this time of getting yeah. distributed because people had to opt in. Right. Yeah, you had to ask for one. Yeah, more people who got I agree. I think so. And then a lot of people like me who opted in who still didn't get one. Oh, 81, by the way, in case you're wondering, in California. So California California is the place to be, Scott. That's that's pretty cool, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, go somewhere else. Scott's like, no, no. So we probably don't see new ones in California. Go somewhere else. Just need, ni- just need 19 more of them. Uh, but Oh, my um, gosh. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking tonight we, we brought up a few uh, a few specifics and we brought up a few general uh, areas. Um, I'm kind of on the fence as far as how much you want to turn it into some sort of big challenge to find the virtual. I know that some people love that idea of, oh, let me do a 5-5 five, five, you know, and make that virtual take me three hours to get, uh, you know, you might, you might, I mean, to each his own. Right. But spread it out, right? Spread it out. Don't do all five fives. That would be terrible. Yeah. Um, But 4,000 of them. Yeah. It's nice to have some that are just like selfie shots, but at the same time, there's so many of those. Like, if you, yeah. if you place one, can you think of something to do? Something just a little bit different, unique, right. or, or specific to that location? I like the idea it's of a little puzzly. Make it a little puzzly, if I can use that term. Because uh, I think that's fun when you make it some kind of – something kind of neat. Like you said, make it, make it some kind of – and I like the idea of the hidden in plain sight where um, you have to answer – questions based on where you're standing at a virtual and it's like well, did you know that there are it's kind of like the hidden mickeys at disney world sort of that idea i mean you 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 have to do a lot of research to find something like that but maybe you could find something about a certain statue for example and you're like oh did you know that uh if you look carefully right you know um there's something special about the horse and, you know, he's you know wearing a hat. Oh, I never saw that he's wearing a hat. It doesn't look like he's wearing a hat. You know, something that maybe could be kind of fun and something that would kind of fit. It would be kind of, like you said, it, you want it to be unique. Um, yeah. Take time. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a very... Sorry, um, a variation on the photo task that uh, has gone around in my discussion with the reviewers is that you can do something like a photo specific to the location. Even though it's not a selfie, you can say you have to take a picture doing this here or like uh, something in your hand, like a bird on your hand in a certain time right. or something like that. But it still has to be something specific to that location. So right. it has to be evidence that you, you know, can Geo Jerry brings up the, here, the, the thing, and this is kind of what we're talking about, is that he finds easier virtuals while he's on vacation because his family always is on the grow, on the go, and like to like to try to tie in some geocaching. So uh, there should be, there's got to be some easy Absolutely. ones and hopefully some hard ones. I wish there were just more in general because um, there, there's just a lot of cool places. A lot of places don't have them, you know. 
Yeah, there are. But you know what? I, I actually I agree. heartily agree yep. with what headquarters is doing with this promote. You know, this group of them limiting them to. Um, again, we've talked about it before. The well, reason why right. virtuals are so neat is because right. there's so few of them. They're not making any more. They're only making a limited amount of them, right? Yeah, that would yeah. be good. Um, if if you could do as many virtuals as you want, <laughs> it'd be. It'd, it'd be, be way more. It'd be a different exactly. game. It'd be terrible. Nobody would and want. Who, who else would do that? <laughs> yeah, it'd be way more. No, they do. Um, and I don't want to bag on waymarking because some people like waymarking, right? But I like the amount of physical cash, and there's no virtuals don't technically True. do anything super unique that you couldn't do with other mm-hmm. cash types. Um, especially where I go, but uh, what they what they do is. Is people yeah. typically because they're so rare now. People hopefully will be putting some higher quality ones out there. So, so that's a neat thing. But if they just said, you know, we're gonna the next promotion, we're gonna give five hundred thousand of them out there. Well, it would, I'd be done hunting them. Totally yeah. done. Yeah, I'd be like, those are not special. That's a well, whole different game. That you to can't the end of the show. So I want to ask you guys, thing. especially since you so, got since you're part of the group, um, the the chosen few. Um, why do you think geocaching? HQ came out with virtuals. Well, virtual one point, uh, the new new virtuals 1.0 now and 2.0. Why do you think they even bothered with it? Okay. I've got two theories. One is... Uh, huh, I wonder who brought I that up. I remember hearing some podcast hmm. talking about uh, history caches. Now, in seriousness, I think geocaching for uh, HQ, ground speak, whatever you want to call them, for a long time has wanted to find a way to bring virtuals back. If right. you talk to anybody from headquarters or any any of the, the people kind of in the know, they've always wanted to find a way to do it, but they wanted to prevent something like waymarking where you could just flood an area and get 100 and never leave right. home. And, you know, you could just, there's no way to regulate it. So, and they have trouble, and they've said it before, because right. reviewers are volunteers. They want to put caches sure. out, but they have trouble going, that's not special enough for a virtual. That's hard for anybody to say. I, I know that your grandmother, you know, lived there and born there or whatever else, but that's not special to anybody else. You, nobody wants to say that. Right. Um, but if they – so this is a good way for them to do it, get virtuals back yeah. out, limit it to where you only get one. So if you want to do something dumb, have that option, but you're probably going to want to do something good. So I think this is a good compromise without them. I agree. They don't want to have to be the bad guy, and that's not fair for them to have to be the bad guy, right? So I think this is a great way that they did yeah. it, and I no, think I they've been wanting to do good. it for a long time. Uh, yeah, and this and is that's, their answer uh, to that. Scott brought up is that the community wanted them, and HQ is starting to listen to the community, and that's, that's very true. Yep. Yep. Agreed. I definitely agree with that. Well, and, and like you said, it must have been really tough to, to come up with a way to actually reintroduce the virtuals because everybody was talking about different different uh, ideas, like entire categories. We should, this is what a virtual should be, or we should we want this type of experience, this type of cash. So just saying, let's just bring back the old virtuals yeah, again. No, I agree. Just on a very limited amount and see how that goes. I think that was a good idea. And this makes mm-hmm. them special, right? I mean, the people that got them are very excited about them. They right. had to apply for them. Imagine if you had to apply for every cash that you put out. Sure. Just being able to put out hundreds and hundreds, unlimited amounts of caches. If you had to apply for everyone and get in a yep. lottery 
and cross your fingers and hope you got <laughs> one and think You're about right. it ahead of time, every cash you put yeah. out would be spectacular. <laughs> way for them to do that, right? I mean, yeah. I I haven't well, hoped you know for a cash so much since I started geocaching. Yeah. There still are people, though, who have got the virtual tubes who really haven't put a lot of effort into them. And, and you, you can compare some of the really cool, really popular ones to some of the just local ones that people have well, just yeah. to fill up. But you're right, Jeff. I mean, but they're going to have really that. I mean, I think, I think mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I think they really were thinking yeah, they would get more happen. the first time around. I mean, they gave out 4,000. And we kept a watch on it. Remember, Jesse, we watched it. And they they never got past, what, 2,000, right? So 50% of them went in the trash bin because really low. Well, I don't think they made it to 2,000. Remember, we, low. I think we got, really they low. got to about 1,800 or something like that. Remember that? Right, they yeah. did. But you know what? And they admit that they didn't get them to yep. who they wanted to get them to. You know, they, they tried something. Sure. They had an algorithm. And I know for a fact that sock puppet accounts got them. And, all, you know, all no. kinds of people that were not currently active got them. But they didn't really That's have a way absolutely. of picking those Brian, out. Brian this was a great week. answer. That. He had to apply for them. And I, you know. I, don't, I don't fault them for that. Because we've talked about before, if they're willing to try something, we're on board. Because they're willing to try something. I mean... If it and that's kind of like our show. If we try something and it doesn't make it, yeah. hey, we at least tried uh, to to do something different, right? Um, you know, that's right. GT stash was, 100%. <laughs> was I think we both have agreed it was had mixed mixed success. Uh, it was successful, you know, to an extent, and but I think everybody who we talked to said we applaud the fact that you did something unique. And so um, I think you're going to see more of that from geocache talk. We're going to, we've got a couple of new things on the horizon. We've got a really big one. I, I can't talk about, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Just like, so oh I, I've told people <laughs> within the, the network and I was like, but you can't tell anybody yet. And I actually hinted at it with patrons. And I said, I can't tell you anything because we haven't, Jesse and I haven't signed the dotted line yet, but we have a huge mega thing coming out and not about mega as an event. It's, it, it's not, no, it's not a hint. Yeah. It's just gigantic. No, it's not mega. That's not a hint. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I, I can't give a hint without saying anything. If you could imagine what I would possibly want headquarters to and let us gonna, do, if you know yeah. me at all, this is it. I mean, if you've been watching the shows and you know my personality at all, yep. I could not believe when Gary gave me the phone call. Uh, but, I was, but, but, but yeah, back flips, but not virtually, because <laughs> that would be ugly. <laughs> yeah. It, it oh my is, gosh, I could not I believe was, it. I, you know, pinch uh, myself. Is this, this thing is are great. We seriously going to be able to do this? And uh, yeah, talking to HQ about it and they're like, yeah, here we let's, let's get it worked out. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Can we, uh, after the, after the call, I was like, I called Jesse. I was like, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe what this is going to happen. And he's like, no way, no way. So anyway, we're excited. We're very excited. No. And then we yeah. have something else planned Gosh, for a little yes. bit later in the fall. Well, we can't say anything um, about um, it. We, we haven't worked out. We've kind of put that on the back burner for the moment, but we do have plans. We've already discussed plans for, 
something else big this year. I don't know, but that one's kind of on hold for the moment because this came along. So um, anyway, no, uh, Owen, much bigger, my friend, much bigger. He he brought up uh, a Memphis Earth Gas Trail. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Geo Dandrews, how do we block that guy? <laughs> No, that's funny. Somebody else even bigger 2. than 2.0. That would also be bigger exciting. Than that. But this <laughs> bigger is even that. bigger than that. I, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Which says a lot, right? Because, I mean, I, this says a lot. Yeah. Pretty Being crazy. bigger than so. where it goes. You know, All right. It is. It is bigger show. than that. Um, let's get some final <laughs> thoughts. Um, Jeff, I'm going to let you go first and tell us about Virtuals 2.0. <laughs> it is. That's a very wide subject. <laughs> um, I, I love the idea, and I really want to get this virtual. The, the idea that I have for mine, um, I just think to tweak it so that it's like something that is more right. widely um, uh, appealing, I guess you could say. Because if, if, if it's a rare DT, those are not within the like three and under type of range. So either the D or the T is going to be really high. And so that's, that is naturally going to be kind of exclusive to people who are going to want to do it. So um, hopefully it will be something that is doable and fun mm-hmm. and educational and enlightening. Um, there, there, there's some, some good things coming down the line, hopefully. So that'll work out well. And it'll be something that is near uh, uh, large amounts of geocachers so yeah. hopefully more people will kind of as groups come and I, do it together as well but that's all kind of tips and stuff but um yeah i i, I want to mm-hmm. see more virtuals I, I, I just want to see something see more uniqueness in them because um, the one one virtuals are so common they're everywhere and right. on one hand yes they can take you to a place that you haven't been before and you can learn about it if you want to but on the other hand it's just you could just all you have to do is just go there and take a picture mm-hmm. and you're done. And a so, bit. I, I personally, like you said, uh, sure. pushing the line a bit. I like that I kind agree. of aspect of uh, cash. Jesse, like and, you know, that's there. something we could talk about too on another show. Is is how to do virtuals that uh, uh, Scott can then take a drink of his full glass of beer that he's waiting to drink. So that is that is for another show. <laughs> that's is, for another show. Is um, that is. So Jesse, is that considered so, a chug? Uh, if we both I think say it at the same time. We really just like, the surface. I don't know. I think so. Like that's you really that's kinda, two at one time. If we both say that's for like another show, that's got to be. Uh, you're like a you're like a kid in a college yeah. with the with the beer where you put the hole in it and pop the top and all that. Shot shotgun it. All right, go ahead. We got off track. Yeah, shotgun it. So. I think this, and we talked about a lot of this before the show when we were getting this ready, and there's so much to these virtuals because they're important. They're not important just because they're another cash type or they're rare or anything else. It's because headquarters is moving forward with things. They really, and this was talked about a lot in the chat room, uh, they really are listening to people. They're listening to people. Uh, they're doing yeah. a great job. And I don't necessarily want to say recently, but it seems like recently they've really yeah. been listening more and able to capitalize on what people are wanting more. And uh, again, right. 
that's for another show. That is a potential another show right there because there has been some big changes. And I think from my perception and how headquarters have been able to uh, right. reach out to the individual cashier and really respond to what they want. Um, and we've also talked about uh, general places these can be. And, and I think we could still like memorials. There's a, yeah. We could do a whole show on that. Uh, again, that's for another show. We could do a whole show on the proper placement oh, of things yeah, at I sacred agree. areas like around churches and um, yes. uh, graveyards and memorials where you should have respect for people. Like, don't put something at a first responders memorial right, and absolutely. say, I want you to stand on yeah. your head or moon the camera in your picture. Be respectful about what you're doing. Um, right. You can do those, right? Show respect for the, the area you're taking people to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the Matrix, I think, yes, it would be awesome to have two or three, ver- you know, rotations of the Matrix or loops of the Matrix where you can get them with virtuals in one country or, or across the world. However, we're definitely not advocating right. falsifying, you know, DT to get it done. No. Don't, don't do a selfie not. picture in front of a statue no. and call it a 4.5, 3.5. Yeah. Nope, that doesn't benefit anybody. Um, again, I would love to. That's something to bring up too. Mm-hmm. Again, that's for another show. But I really talk about Matrix and how people are kind of. Uh, some people are fluffing those up a little bit lately. I've I've seen a trend of that. But um, the the one thing I would like to say about this, and we didn't really get to get into it, and uh, I've got some right. tips that I want to kind of add in. I don't know when we'll be able to get to back to that, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, so I guess just for Scott, that's for another show also, but uh, <laughs> think of this as potentially your legacy. Uh, this may be the one and only time you get a chance to have yeah. a virtual. I mean, you may have some from back in the day. I wasn't around long enough to, to have that, but this was pro- I got one, you know, you got one. The uh, This is maybe the only one I ever get, so Absolutely. I guarantee you that I want to make this the best cash I've ever put out. And Something happens to me, and for some reason, I don't like geocaching yeah. anymore. I don't, don't know what that would be. I, if I disappear oh, in the mountains somewhere or something, I want to keep that virtual going for a while, right? I don't want to base it on a sun. I don't want to base it on something that could move. Um, and we talked about this mm-hmm. on a previous show, but I just found one of the recent virtuals. And along these ideas, somebody talked about they had uh, – Sure. It, we hiked up a mountain. It was at a shrine. Yeah. That's already a good place for a virtual because it's important to a lot right. of people, right? It's – significant take you there and we would have known about it except for the virtual but what they did was they set up a gmail account for the answers which is great um it was like you know answer oh, one yeah, dot answer that. two at gmail.com great gave idea. An automatic reply that told them they got it right so these are the it is genius. that mm. virtual lasts forever that's genius yeah. uh so that yeah it'll never go auto responders yeah yeah because the response is like yeah there you go so uh I'm not saying that one idea, but I'm saying take something that'll that'll last for a long time because, yep. you know, yes, you can do it anywhere in the world. You can do it right. on vacation just like you can on Earth Catches. But what if you can't get back to that place? Think that through, right? Like, hey, I went to Antarctica one time, so I'm putting a virtual there. I love that idea, but what if something changes? You probably won't be able to get back down there. So think through the legacy of what this cache could mean for you and, you know, geocaching, what you can give back to the community and and really put some thought into this. And the last thing I'll say is yep. if you've got one and you're struggling, shoot us an email. Anybody in the network, we will absolutely 
having conversations. Right. We will help you walk through that. I did that with the previous round with some people locally that got some. I helped them work through it, get permissions, everything else. Absolutely. Don't waste it just because you don't like to talk to somebody and get permission. We have yeah. people that can absolutely help. We want to see good, positive thing, you know, additions yeah. to the community no, out there. So right. use the network. We can good. absolutely help you, you guys, out with that. Uh, you guys have done, done great. Uh, I appreciate uh, letting some of us who don't who didn't get one uh, get to participate uh, chat room. You guys were great. Uh, bringing up some good, good ideas and good thoughts. Um, so um, a couple things, a couple upcoming shows uh, next week. We're going to do a show about cash tour again. We're doing another show about cash tour. No, uh, I have been using the heck out of cash tour. No, and uh, the folks that do cash tour are some of the greatest um, cashing app folks in the world. Uh, they uh, listen to the show. They are very uh, response to responding to people who use the use it. Uh, I'm going to push heavily that you give them a couple dollars, mm -hmm. please. Um, just to just show you show you know and use the app. I mean it's it's an incredible it is an incredible app. And I'm going to tell you next week. And Jesse and I are going to tell you next week why we think that it's an incredible app. I mean, like I said, I've used Cash Tour to you know going to use it this coming week. Week um, I planned out four days of um, Texas County challenges using that app. And being able to tell how far I need to go to get counties and how long it's going to take me because cash tour will get you uh, the information that you need um, to do that. So um, really excited about using that. And in two weeks, uh, we're going to do a show called about going caching. Some of y'all have heard about that. Um, you know, that's something that, um, I think hmm. some of you guys are going to. Um, we will. Um, yeah, and, we'll have geocache talk. Uh, we'll have representation there. Uh, that'll be fun on that show as well. Uh, we got another announcement. We got a lot of announcements lately, Jesse. But uh, <laughs> it is. It's yeah, so we got another announcement so on top cool of happening. all the other announcements we've been doing lately. So the show's really doing great. Uh, in our opinion, it's it's gangbusters, and uh, we've got another announcement we're going to give in two weeks uh, during Going Caching. We're going to have the Waysiders on for that show. Uh, they were on last year, and we talked about that. It was uh, a lot of fun. They want to uh, get on early. They wanted to get on early before we got too close to the date for going caching. Um, so uh, that's why they're on as early as they are. Uh, something they really wanted uh, is to be on a bit earlier. And so we were more than willing to accommodate and to talk about um, that uh, uh, mega coming up in uh, Rome, Georgia. And uh, really excited. I wish I could be there this year. I don't think I can pull it off. I do have a wedding uh, that I'm planning to get to. So, um, Jesse's showing some of Hawaii, by the way. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad you're showing it off. In fact, let me, let me do a, let me get you uh, solo, solo out there, buddy. So isn't that awesome? Woo. -hoo. Oh my gosh. Look at that. 
Like I'm Woo. Yeah, you're pretty close, man. But that's right there, so we're not we're gorgeous. Almost on yeah. The beach. Uh, in case people, in case right people are asking, I, I think it. it's uh, it's five hours different for, from from me to him in in Central Time. So, is that true? It's at four twenty three p.m. there. Yep. So that gives you an idea. Um, it right, is four twenty three uh, p.m. Then, here. Yes. Uh, finally, last one I want to mention is in three weeks. Show 158, we're going to have Emily. Uh, Emily Renee is her caching name. Emily Dinsmore McConaughey. Uh, she's going to be on the show. And um, she has done a cache in all 50 states. And so I thought that would be fun to talk to her and find out how that went. She re recently completed that. And um, so it'll be fun. be fun to talk to her uh, uh, about... Um, Finding a cache in every state, and um, get get some get some ideas, tips, and for everybody. Um, so, um, oh yeah, um, I interesting point here. It was brought up. Uh, if you're gonna be in Seattle for going eight, uh, you can meet the cache tour folks uh, there at, at an event. Have a brew with the cache tour crew. Oh, I like that. Very cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Make a note of that one. Yeah. Uh, GC89. I'm going to cheat. Query. Terrain. Kayak. Query, terrain, kayak. So, yep, definitely. Uh, so we're looking forward to uh, talking about that in a couple weeks. So, all right. Well, um, you know, send us a... Uh, send us your comments, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash geocachetalk. Show we found iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Public. Um, just going to throw this out to you. If you don't really care which uh, which one you do, yeah, and uh, Jeff's pointing to the right location there uh, for the subscribe button. Uh, no, you can't. You and I can't do it, Jesse. Uh, no, well, actually, I think I can. If I do this, I can point to this <laughs> yeah, corner. I try, but when there's, but when there's three of us, I can't because I'm on the I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> Jeff's in the right spot at that point. So anyway, um, yeah, thumbs up. Thank you, thank you, Scott, for the thumbs up for the show. Uh, it means a lot to us. Um, and uh, if you're, what I was going to say was, if you don't really care what which audio podcast you use. Uh, we would suggest Radio Public because if you just listen to us on Radio Public, uh, they do put a little money in a, a very little money. But if everybody listens to it on Radio Public, if we get to a certain point, we, they'll send us a check. Uh, but we have to get $25 and we're like at a dollar. So we're not. So if you and I, I like Radio Public, you listen to a tiny commercial. It's even smaller than our usual commercials. But uh, anyway, um Use whatever one you want to use for that. But we just appreciate you listening to the show. And that is it. So until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go find a virtual or uh, go hide a virtual. And UDAC wants some of your pizza, Jeff. So there you go. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm.